Hello and welcome to the Football Parliament podcast, your one-stop destination for all your football debates, opinions and discussions. Today is going to be a very interesting video as we've taken your opinions, your popular, unpopular opinions on my Instagram page at the rate football.parliament and today we're going to be uh, acknowledging all of the 10 opinions that you all have given, rather the 10 best opinions. We're also going to be uh, kind of rating them from 1 to 10, 1 being clear bait being horrific opinion and as you can read 10 being literal fact just to give you all an example if someone has put in something like Joe Linton being better than Messi that's a clear bait something like uh, Pele is a footballing legend that's a literal fact so I'm very excited for this video because it's probably our first fan related video so I think we should get started with the first opinion the order will be that I will give my uh, kind of verdict on it then followed by Tanish and finally Vedant. Right then, the first one comes. I want to sort this one very early because it's quite a basic opinion and it's one of the most discussed ones. It comes from a follower xx.aryan who says that Messi is better than Ronaldo as said by most football legends, but, but both are goods. I'm going to keep this short. It's quite a debatable topic. We can go on. Uh, over this for hours, but all I'm going to say is that Messi's ability to impact games in which he doesn't even score and assist, his impact on his team, his overall gameplay, him being much better in uh, many factors like playmaking and dribbling, yet being neck-to-neck uh, in goal-scoring numbers with Ronaldo, particularly the 490 numbers, for me, Messi is better. Obviously, it's debatable. So, I will go for 8. I agree, but I can also see other views. Over to you, Tanish. I think uh, I'm going to go with 8 as well because my favorite is Messi and has been for a long time. There's just something different from Messi other than Ronaldo because he's simply more enjoying to watch if uh, people understand what I mean. Uh, Yes, the numbers are different and yes, he's still very, very... uh, He's still doing very well in La Liga and at the age of 33-34. So, but for what he has done over his career, I think I can definitely agree. But I can see other views too. What about Vedant? See, uh, I'm a Ronaldo fan and this can, you know, sort of trigger a lot of Ronaldo fans. But the thing is that in a lot of areas, Messi is better than Ronaldo and some areas, Ronaldo is better than Messi. But the thing is, if he moves to a different league, if Lionel Messi moves to a different league, for say, example, Premier League or Bundesliga or somewhere else, then the good debate might be settled. But for now, it's very debatable and I can't answer. So, I'll give it a six. Right, two eights and one six. Now moving on to the next question, which again comes by user xx.aryan. It says that Jordi Alba is the best left wing back in <laughs> football right now. Uh, so for this, particularly one thing I would like to note is that, you know, teams are playing with a back four just because their fullback is quite good offensively doesn't mean that he's as good as wing back as well. Barcelona at times have played at the back three. His G slash A numbers are amazing. And I think there's a lack of competition also in this particular position, which is the left wing back position. So I think I'm going to agree with this opinion. I'll give it a 9. 100% agree. Tanish. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll actually give this an 8 because like it says that he's the best in the world. Maybe. Maybe. I agree, but I can see other views too. Like someone will go for like Luke Shaw or Jao Cancelo or Benchville, anyone. I don't know. But I've seen people disagree with the Jordi Alba situation. And uh, 
I don't like his defensive aspect of his game, to be very honest. And when you think of it, left wing back is supposed to be a defensive position, although it has more offensive responsibilities. But uh, yes, I I agree with this, but I can see other views too. Amidant, what about you? See, the thing with Barcelona is that they went for a four at the back when the season started, but that miserably failed, you know, under Koeman. So, they shifted to a 3-5-2 formation or a 3-4-1-2, whatever. So, that allowed Jordi Alba to get a left-wing back position. And he's done that job really well. You can clearly see his assists. And as Tanish mentioned, that the left-wing back or the right-wing back position means a bit more defensive duties, but a lot of offensive responsibilities as well. So, offensively speaking, yes, but defensively speaking, this season Alba hasn't been that great. So, I think I'll agree with Tanish on this. I agree, but I can see other views too. Right, and before I move on to the next question, I would like to ask you all if you all could subscribe to the channel. Uh, we are growing. We have actually stopped a bit of growth. We've, you know, kind of stuck at 315. So, if you all could subscribe, it would mean a lot to us. Moving on to the next question, uh, rather opinion. It's one of my favorite ones out there. It's, it's sent by uh, Instagram page Chelsea FX. It says that big football pages like ESPN, BR football, meme pages, etc. dictate what majority fans think of footballers. I will be straight with it. Number 10, literal fact. I 100% I'll agree with agree. you on this. I'll agree it's with you even, on this. According to me, it's not even a debate. Because yeah, nowadays, definitely. football has all become about Twitter, Instagram, particularly opinions. You go on Instagram, you see, okay, this page has got 200k subscribers. This page has got 1 million uh, followers. Okay, they've put this opinion. Yes, it's correct. Okay, they're trolling this particular player. Yes, he's bad. So, I'm going to agree with it 100%. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Tanish, what about you? Yeah, for me, it's a 10 as well. Because this social media trend that has started, and it has had a huge impact on sports and sporting opinions. Uh, and as we talk about football, it's a sport which is viewed on a global scale. And definitely, social media has a big part to play in it. On, of molding certain opinions. So, you can actually see the hype. You can see if page, certain pages are calling someone overrated or underrated, then the opinion immediately sways the other way. So, sways to that way. So, it's very influential. And I think, yes, it's a literal fact. Vedant. I completely agree with you and Panesh. Uh, there was this uh, pundit, I think it was Alejandro Moreno, or was it Craig Borley, either of them on ESPN. I think almost a year back, they said something about Mason Mount, which is not true right now. But they said something about Mason Mount, I don't really remember. And two to three of my friends who regularly watch ESPN agreed with him. And they still believe that Alejandro Moreno and Craig Borley are right. So, it's a literal fact for me. Because I can give you a practical example. Yeah. Yeah, talking about Mason Mount, which is the next opinion, it comes from a follower, Chance underscore 16. It says, simple, Mason Mount better than Phil Foden. Uh, I think that Foden is technically better. I think some of his aspects of his game is are better. He is also two years younger to Mount. I think that potential-wise, Foden is better than Mount. But the impact that Mount has had on his Chelsea team, and the fact that Mount's overall gameplay versatility, uh, he can play as a, you know, number six, number eight, Cam at wings at times. I think that right now Mason Mount is the better player. In the future, I see Phil Foden as a better player, not going to lie. But uh, I'll go for uh, seven, debatable, but I agree. Mason Mount, better player right now. Tanish. 
I'm actually go for uh, I'm actually going to go for six very debatable. Like I can't answer not because I I don't want to sit on the fence, but because I like Mason Mount to be in a slighter deeper role, and I like Phil Foden to be in a slighter advanced role. So I can't really compare the two players. But when it comes to key passes, when it comes to having an influence on the game, Mason Mount has the edge. But when it comes to scoring goals, uh, goal contributions, Phil Foden has the uh, edge over Mason Mount. At this point. i really can't see who the better player is but i think the higher ceiling of potential maybe is with phil foden definitely sick vedant what about you it's actually very debatable considering both the players uh, don't play at the same position phil foden i mean he started his career as a central midfielder but now he's shifted more of a right wing role or the left wing role either of the wings so and mason mount you know as tanish said he plays a more deeper role he's got a bit more defensive duties and when it comes to you know in terms of influence i think mason mount has influenced chelsea more than phil foden has done uh, for man city so i think it's a very debatable and i can't answer it's a six for me moving up next is a question about the titan shot says korea's performance for atletico madrid Highly underrated. Not gonna lie, I don't see a lot of La Liga. I went through some of his stats. I also went through some of his highlights. I asked a bit of La Liga fan pages about his performances. Uh, looking at the hype or rather the rating, I don't see uh, him as a player being talked about a lot, especially with someone who is very close to getting double digits of both goals and assists. So I don't think I can truly answer this question without seeing a lot of the player. So I think I'll go for. Uh, I want to go for number six because I can't answer. But at the same time, I feel that he is uh, underrated. So I will go for uh, number seven again. I I agree. Tanish. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to slightly disagree with this simply because I I like Angel Correa as a player. He's I think he's very explosive. He's very direct. He's very very penetrative uh, in his runs and his general attacking third play is very good. Uh, but when it comes to his age, I think he's twenty six. If he was five years younger, current and given his current form and his current numbers, I think we could have called him underrated if he wouldn't have been spoken about as much. But at this point, at the age of twenty six, twenty seven, you consider a player to be in his prime, to be in his absolute, uh, absolute best when it comes to his physical condition and his uh, mental understanding of the game. So. I I don't really think that he is talked about as much, but I can understand that if people feel he's underrated. But I'm going to disagree with it. Vedant, what about you? See, there's a reason why people don't talk about uh, Angel Correa that much, and I'll tell you why. He's played around 36 games, according to the statistics. But out of those, in 12 games, he was used as a substitute. Then one thing which supports him is that he's a he's a versatile player. He can play forward, he can play right midfield, he can play a cam role, and he can even play as a RF or a right wing position. And the style of play really suits Atletico de Madrid. The thing is that he likes to dribble a lot, and they really needed a dribbler. He got they got them in the form of Angel Correa. He likes he's a counter attacking threat, which is also Diego Simeone's play style. Apart from that, he likes to play on short passes, and a three-five-two formation usually you know. Works with short passing, and he likes to tackle too. So he's a he's defensively a very good player. So he's underrated. I agree with that. But there's a reason why people aren't talking about him because he hasn't you know played that much to be talked about enough. Right then, so uh, moving on to yeah, you didn't mention the 
Oh, uh, sorry. So the question was Korea's performance for Atletico Madrid highly underrated. I think eight. I agree, but can see other views too. Right. Then the next opinion comes from JC or zero W L E Y. I'm not so sure how that's pronounced. It says that Mendy is the second best keeper in the Premier League. It doesn't say anything about this particular season, so I'm going to take overall. you know career's abilities into account i think this particular season he's been top 3 definitely top 5 but oh, seeing other keepers i think there are quite many ahead of him alison edison martinez daheya michael pope michael uh, i'm going to disagree i think i'm going to go with uh, he said second best keeper i mean i'm sorry but i'm going to go for two Second best and two. It's a horrific opinion. I'm very sorry. Over to you. <laughs> I think when we talk about Edward Mendy, I don't think he's mentioning the past and like the past primes of the players that you just mentioned, Palash. I think he's actually talking about this season. But as he's yeah. not mentioned it, we just cannot take it for granted. So I think I'm going to go with uh, you know three or two as well. Three actually, hundred percent. He's not top two of all yeah, times. Yeah, I think if you know what I mean. If he talks about this particular season, then I'm going to go with something like an eight, one hundred percent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, we don't want to argue. See, I really think that he doesn't mean Premier League as a whole, and he's uh, definitely giving, you know, taking this season into consideration. So he's saying Mendy is the second best goalkeeper in the Premier League. I can't really say because you know, whenever I've seen him, he's given me Kaylor Navas vibes. You know, those cat-like reflexes. He's shown me that. So I think I'll agree with you that he's the second best keeper. Hundred percent agree. Right then, next question comes uh, from Adityasing. Dot eight. It says that selling Messi would be better for Barcelona's future. Very debatable. I definitely think that it'd be better for Barcelona's long-term future because Messi is not going to be there forever. However, his dependence uh, could cost them. I think that you know, if they plan a proper rebuild with a good manager with good funds, then uh, probably not. After the immediate next season, but long term wise, they can do well. I think this opinion makes a lot of sense. I'm going to go with uh, number seven, debatable, but but I agree, Tanish. I think I I honestly don't even see a debate here, to be very honest, because I'm going to go with nine. Let's start off with the rating. I'm going to go with nine, hundred percent agree, simply because. Yes, he has tremendous amount of goal contributions for Barca over the past seasons, but. now is the time to move on they cannot depend on any further and the financial burden that comes along with renewing messi's contract this summer it will be huge on a club which is already in 1 billion 1 billion in debt and given the current pandemic situation it's really not advisable and it's not feasible it's in a way they are just worsening their own situation yes yes you'll still get 30 goals and like 15 assists or something next season but you are not actually winning any trophies even with him performing at his highest level you are did uh, you you are depriving other areas of the pitch which actually need impro- improvement and investment like the center back and uh, say a striker so uh, i i i'm going to 100% agree with this that as much as i don't want him to leave and as much as i want to finish his career at barcelona i think he sh- i think they should let him go Without what about you? See, Messi should leave. I completely agree with this. And the reason why is first of all because of his wages. And uh, here we are hearing that uh, the president of Barcelona—I just don't remember his name for some reason. 
Laporta, yeah, Juan Laporta. Yeah, Juan Laporta. Uh, he's gonna give him a, you know, he's gonna increase his wages. You know, just pleasing him more to stay. And he's even buying Sergio Aguero, who, in my opinion, isn't going to be a top-class player in La Liga. So, I don't think how this works. I mean, Carlos Tusquets, the interim Barcelona president, I think it was reported by Marca and Dioreas, that uh, he wanted to sell Messi to get rid of his wages in their books and, you know, build a team around Ansu Fati and Pedri, which the board directors didn't agree to because they want Messi to stay. So, I completely agree. If they need to think about the future, they need to let Messi go. That's why Ronaldo was also sold by Real Madrid. Rating. 100% agree, nine. <laughs> the next comes again from JCOWLY. It says that Didier Drogba is better than Thierry Henry. Uh, Didier Drogba is not a better player than Thierry Henry. We all know that. He's a better big game player than Henry, but that's just one aspect of his game. Many other aspects, uh, it's not a good opinion over here. Um, I'm, I don't think it's a clear bait because Drogba himself is a legend of the game. Uh, horrific opinion, not so. 100% disagree. I'll go for I disagree, but not that bad because of Drogba's big game abilities. Yeah, I'm going to go with I disagree, but not that bad. Tanish. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with a four I, dis- I disagree, but not that bad as well. As because when I talk about a player being better than the other player, I generally look at consistency, the impact he's had, uh, the goals, the assists, obviously. And at last, I see the technical abilities. I think Thierry Henry was much more of a technical player than say Didier Drogba. Yes, he did not win a Champions League and yes, he did not win the trophies as say uh, Drogba did when in the Premier League. But uh, I can understand I can understand what people might be trying to say here. It's not that bad an opinion, but I disagree with it. Vedant, what about you? Honestly, I don't know because I haven't seen both the players. I mean, when they were playing, I probably wasn't even born. So, I really don't know what to say here. So, since y'all are saying it's a horrific opinion, I'll just say 100% disagree because I haven't seen both of them play. We actually said I disagree, but not that bad. But okay. That's fine. That's fine. Anyways. Um, It says that... Right, right. The next opinion comes again from Chelsea FX. It says that Trent Alexander-Arnold should not be selected for England. Uh, I think it's a distinction between not being in the starting 11, but here it's mentioned that he shouldn't be a part of the 26-man squad for the Euros. Uh, Definitely, I think three right-backs can be accommodated looking at the depth in the position and the fact that the squad size is 26 now. I personally feel that I've actually made a thread on this, so it was very controversial because I excluded Trent. I feel that uh, James, Walker and Trippier should be England's three uh, uh, right-backs for the play into the Euros. So, I'm going to disagree, but obviously I can see other opinions as well. So, I'll go for uh, five. I slightly, very slightly. No, wait. She she said that... Oh, okay, sorry. She said that he should not be selected for England. So, I'll be... Uh, yes, debatable, but I agree. Seven. Debatable, but I agree. Tanish. I think I'm going to say four again. I disagree, but not that bad. Because Trent Alexander-Arnold is something very, very beautiful when it comes to attack. But he's not as great when it comes to defending. If I'm Gareth Southgate, 
I will play a three at the back. I will tell Alexander Arnold to play in the right wing back. Don't come back at all. Be as advanced and as high up the pitch as you want to be, because he can actually make a difference consistently in the attacking third. His delivery is exceptional. I mean, since the time of I think David Beckham, I I haven't seen a delivery quite at that level, and he can ping the ball from forty yards, thirty yards, seventy-five yards. He's he's a master with the ball at his feet. and even one aspect of his uh, game which is underrated is his ability in the box he his low crossing his low shots is something which again can be worked upon but he has to he has to be in the squad at least if you have a 26 man option and yes i think they have uh, he has to be in the squad and he if you're not going to play him that's up to gareth southgate obviously but if i was the manager of england and i would just pick him in the starting 11 as a probably a right winger because he can actually make that difference and give as compared to a jaden sancho jaden sancho's versatile he can play on the left raheem sterling not in the best form so maybe not play him all the games but i can't i can't see trent alexander not being in the euro squad oh uh, vedant what about you see it actually depends on what formation uh Gareth Southgate opts for is it a three at the back or a four at the back? If he's going for a four at the back, two right backs in my opinion are more than enough. If he's going for a three-five-two, maybe go for three players, uh, three right backs. So if he's going for three-five-two, as Tanish is saying, I'd actually have Kieran Trippier because not as a starting right back. I'm just giving the listing down the options. In La Liga, he's been really very good this season. Uh, I think he has seven or eight assists in the league or something. And defensively speaking, he's been really great. And I've seen Kyle Walker play this season. In my opinion, he's the most complete right back. England have to offer, so he's definitely making the list and probably at right centre back or whatever the position he's been given. And I think Reece James too deserves to be this uh, to get the spot because Chelsea and Man City both are you know in the Champions League final, and these two have a part to play for their clubs to be in the Champions League final. So I think both of them deserve a spot here. So the three players are Trippier, uh, James, and Walker. So I'll actually. What was the question? I just forgot. The question was Trent should not be selected. So I think I'll say I agree, but can see other views too. Eight. Actually, right. just one, just one thing before we yeah, move yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Uh, what I meant to say when I said that he should be in the squad, I actually don't even consider him as a defender at all. If I was the manager, I think Gareth Southgate should do this as well. He should not consider him as a defender. Consider him as a forward. Maybe replace one of the misfiring forwards that has not been so consistent over the past few months, and select someone who is actually can make a difference in the attacking third. And I don't see him as a right back, to be very honest. And I want him to be in that England squad, to be very honest. Right then, uh, the last opinion for today again comes from Chelsea Effect. It says that Henderson isn't that good. Okay, which Henderson are we talking about? I think we we'll go for the one which is being more discussed right now because uh, Jordan is out injured. <coughs> uh, we'll go for Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson isn't that good. Uh, she's also written that in the capitals, so emphasis on him being slightly overrated, something like that. Or uh, I definitely disagree when people say that he's better than Daya. That's I think a horrific opinion. I disagree when people say that he should be United's number one keeper. I think that that's not true as well. For some reason, I enjoyed him more at Sheffield United than Manchester United or Henderson. I think I really liked him at Sheffield, but uh, from there I could see a bit of 
overhyped gathering. I think that he is good. He isn't that good as people make out him to be. Uh, I'm going to go with debatable, but I agree. Seventh, debatable, but I agree. He's good, but not as good as people think that he is. Tanish. Yeah, I think spot on. Seven is debatable, but I agree. But one thing that I would like to point out with, uh, with the likes of Dean Henderson is that He's English and uh, he's playing in the Premier League. He's playing for one of the most established clubs, which is Manchester United. And there is a media bias towards English players. And I've often seen this, that non-English players get criticized more often than, say, the English players. Maybe some people might disagree with this, but I think that's the reason why there's so much hype around Dean Henderson and so much criticism directed towards uh, David Dahia. So much so that he has actually been dropped from, uh, you know, the number one position due to no fault of his own. I mean, we can agree that he hasn't actually made a significant mistake as of now. And when it comes to Dean Henderson, I don't think he's that good simply because he has a lot of years ahead of him. He's just 24. And for a keeper, that's exceptionally young. And uh, I don't like his handling. His handling is debatable. His feet, when it comes to saving the ball with his feet, that is, I think, inferior to David Dahia as well. His decision-making is, again, sometimes questionable, as I've seen often that he comes forward to knock the ball out or just punch the ball and he misses completely or he just you know, grabs hold of the defender or something and he can be bullied. But I am going to say that I agree, but I can, you know, no, I'm actually going to say debatable, but I agree. Seven. Vedant, what about you? I actually don't know what to say about this because I haven't seen Dean Henderson enough to actually, you know, rate him how he plays and stuff. But the thing is that David De Gea should be Manchester United's number one. I mean, I have seen him quite a lot of, lot of times. But as Palashi and Tanish are saying that, you know, Man United uh, fans are probably hyping him a little bit too much. So, I'll actually, you know... Stick with Palash's number. Right then. Uh, one last opinion because we actually got only 11 op- opinions. I don't think we should leave anyone out. It's again come from uh, this uh, sender. It uh, says that Aaron Van Bissaka is better than Trent Alexander-Arnold. So just to finish uh, stuff off, I'll just go with uh, two horrific opinions. Van Bissaka isn't better than Trent. Tanish? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say 100% this is not horrific. I can see why. Like he might be thinking because he's a better defense, better defensively. But there are aspects to his game, even defensively, which does not impress me as much. His positioning is horrible. I mean, the number of times Man United have conceded a goal during because Aaron Man Bissaka has not been there at the far post to actually mark uh, the player incoming to meet the cross. That that's been. That's been a lot. And most recently against Fulham, that has happened. I Yes, he's an exceptional one-on-one defender. He's very good at that. And he actually stopped me Neymar and Mbappe. So, I'll, I'm impressed by that. I'll raise my hands. Going forward, I don't see enough from Man Bissaka at all. I mean, I don't know what he provides going forward. Maybe he's improving. Maybe he's not. His delivery isn't that good. His decision-making isn't that good in the final third. And comparing that aspect with Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think it's just horrendous. But yes, I can understand the defensive side of the game. But even then, I don't think he's... In the sum of it all, I don't think Van Bissaka is better than Trent Alexander. So, I'm going to 100% disagree. Vedant, what about you? I'd actually say I disagree, but not that bad. Because, you know, 
as a right back i mean manchester united obviously you know rely on counter attacking football to you know actually score goals so looking that into perspective a right back's role is a bit more defensive when it comes to playing counter attacking football so i'll say i disagree but really not that bad because trent alexander arnold when it comes to you know going into that final third delivering those crosses and everything is really really way way better than trent, uh, aaron van bissaka so i'll actually disagree with this but it's not that bad right then with this we've uh, acknowledged all of the 11 opinions that i got on my page so let me know if you like this video uh, give this video a like if we probably get something like 25 to 30 likes we might make another version of this video but thank you for listening to the end uh, you can also listen to our football stuff on other platforms like spotify uh, anchor breaker apple podcast and for more top quality football content keep listening to the football parliament podcast